Okay. Okay, guys. We're live. And if you hear laughing, it's because Coach is really funny. Um, our pre-show combos are awesome. I got him a little bit nervous, though. <laughs> so he cracked me up. But Coach, I'm going to introduce myself really fast. Um, and we had a very short combo uh, pre-show because, man, you started talking about something. And I want to grab it. Um, for our listeners, but my name is Sherry Wilson. I'm um, the owner of Genius Communication Limited Company, and uh, I do a bunch of things, time management, coaching, me and coach do our intensives, branding, etc. But my main passion is basically cutting through the BS and getting past all those things that self-sabotage people from living their life. So we're going to have one of those moments, uh, Coach, I think today where uh, you shall not pass, that is your phrase, and it's like, let's stop the BS, that's my phrase. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach. Yeah, good morning, everyone. My name is Greg McNeil, and I'm a business owner. Um, Coach's Corner is my uh, fitness and clinical um, service that I provide. And right now I'm moving into consulting and coaching full time uh, with a new company that I'm forming. And um, currently in my doctoral program right now. So I'm having a great deal of fun. And as Sherry said, our work is assistance. You know, we're here to help people do what they say they desire to do. Um, that's our mission. Mm-hmm. And in the process, we make sure that they're not BSing themselves, right? Yes. You know, and, uh, and, <laughs> and that, Coach, dive in because you were, okay, so you were talking about the doc, doctorate program that you're in and yeah. that you went from how many, like 16, I think, students. Mm-hmm. What are you guys down to now? We're down to five. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're down to five. And when you were talking, I, you know, I started thinking, so I I initially had this phrase, um, it's supposed to be hard, but we don't want the negative connotation with hard, um, that people will get, because sometimes when people hear the word hard, then they're just like, oh, well, that means it's impossible. Right. Exactly. So you had a better phrase, um, about our topic and kind of the idea. Can you, um, just kick us off coach? Yes. You know, so for me, the word is effort. I could even say supreme effort. But one of the challenges that we deal with is the way that language is used. And the way that language is used, what we can get a concept in our head and we can be blocked by it. So as you said, hard, when we think of hard, the first thing a person does is they seize up. Well, I can't do that because hard, as you said, is impossible. But that's actually not true. Yeah. Uh, What we're really talking about is success, excellence, greatness, whatever it is that we want to use in terms of a language system to describe the best effort, right? Sustained effort that we can bring to uh, endeavor is how we succeed. Yeah. So... We look at people, whether they're in media, they're in business, it doesn't matter what area of life they're in and that they're succeeding at the highest level. I mean, you pick one. I mean, it's that very uh, varied. 
But what is not a variable is the effort. So it doesn't matter what continuum you're on. Do you want to be a great, outstanding housewife and leader for other women who are doing something like that versus do you want to run a company and everything else in between? Everybody in that journey is required to be them their best selves. Yeah. And that is a sustained level of effort. And those who have done it reap the rewards from that effort. And those who are have not done it are looking up at admiring and maybe sometimes angry at those who are succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. I and that was the idea I had, you know, like when you were talking and you um, you know, had this this phenomenon of 11 people have quit. Now, sometimes Mark, let's, let's let's let me let me let, let's go back to that. I'm sorry. I don't want to forget that. We're talking about 11 extremely bright, intelligent people yeah. who are all successful in other areas of their lives. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And that's important to understand because, you know, you can have success in some areas and then other areas there's work to be done. And so there's really only a couple conclusions we can come to. Uh, one actually probably is the most true. And that is <clears throat> when you success is meant to require effort because it's the effort and the overcoming of the obstacles that actually prepares you for that phase of life. It prepares you. Um, and, and most of the work is internal. So like I was, um, listening to, you know, my favorite guy, Robin Sharma this morning. And one of the things that he said is that the difficult times and the journey that is required, it's meant to deal with the things in you that will sabotage you when you get there. So like he said, if you have low self-worth, if you're insecure, if you don't love yourself, blah, 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 blah. Those things, you can build the most successful business, you know, have all the money you want, have people around you that you like, and you will, your subconscious, and you will actually cooperate together to explode or implode all of that if you don't deal with the internal work. So a lot of times people enter into like, for example, doctorate programs, or they launch a product or a service, a business and they're not prepared for the things that they will face, or they can even be in business for a while and they decide to take it to that next level or downtime occurs in the economy. And because of either decisions or not being alert or just not you know knowing, they find themselves in difficult situations. And that's where often the opportunity resides, but instead of pushing past, they will sometimes quit or they'll withdraw. The other thing that I think sometimes happens, coach, and you can uh, elaborate on this or correct if <clears throat> I'm incorrect in my assessment, but a lot of times people get into things like what you've you know gotten into with a mental idea of number one, it's something they want. Number two, what the process will look like. And then when they get into their into the situation and they face the difficulties that are required to overcome, 
they actually maybe didn't really want that. Um, the desire is not there because the desire, the end goal is actually what will fuel you in those difficult times. So is that kind of what, you know, we're talking about here? Yes, we are. We're, we're saying that I'll even go a step further and say that even if you didn't have a book to read, life was going to teach you, life was going to educate you through the mistakes you made. Yeah. The mistakes you made becomes your tutor, your mentor, right? Now, what you do with the information after that is absolutely what's going on with you on the inside. Mm -hmm. So our external existence is a reflection of what's happening with us on the inside. Yeah. So when a person says, I want something, it's like the universe stops and says, okay, Sally said she wants this. So we're going to bring all these things in front of you so that you can achieve your goals, starting with you correcting the things that are going on inside of you. Yes. Right? Because there is no achievement without faith in oneself, faith in the process, faith in the goodness of what can happen. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It just doesn't. And if you are not willing to commit to the change, which is something that we talk about in the teachability index, if you are not willing to commit to making the changes, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. It's just not. But nothing is going to fail the person. They're going to fail themselves. Yeah. Right. Because they're not willing to meet that individual in the mirror that says, I want this, I want that, I want these things, but I don't want to change. Yeah. So you really don't want it. You don't want it. And that's what it really comes down to. It, I mean, I'm, I don't know if there's a clearer way to say it. If you don't have what you don't want from life, you don't want it. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> I didn't say that right. I just don't know. I don't know if you, if you want if there's something you want from life and you don't have it, then you stay on the task until you get it. That's what successful, driven, intentional people do. Yes. Right. No matter what area it is. Yeah. Right? You know, and it's, it's like certain things too are meant to have higher levels of difficulty. So like, if you look at, um, you know, if you work at a fast food restaurant and there's nothing wrong with doing that, um, I'm going to use it for comparison, or if you, you know, work at maybe a car wash or some type of entry level position, which nowadays it's hard to keep people living in those, but mm -hmm. let's say that you, you know, start off there. Well, the difficulty is not going to, as far as success is not going to be compared to going after your doctorate, uh, becoming a surgeon or doctor or lawyer or launching a business that is wildly successful because there's different levels of difficulty on purpose. It's like it is by design because quite frankly, I don't want a surgeon operating on me that couldn't learn how to think reasonably and critically without sleep. You know what I mean? Under like pressure. Yes. You, those things are designed. It's supposed to be hard because you don't want someone that needs a trophy. You want someone that understands I've got life that's going to be in my hands or I have a, 
a destiny that is a high level destiny. Therefore, I need to be able to bring about my highest level. And so the stories that surround the endeavor. So like, let's take, for example, the idea of being a student. Oh, everybody, you know, it's like, well, unless they hated school, you know, anyone that loves learning that um, loves intellect and things like that. The idea of becoming a doctor at something, an expert is this shiny story that we can go into the process with that is good. It makes us feel good. And then you get into it and you're like, this is definitely more challenging than I thought. And then all of a sudden time excuses come up, um, et cetera, et cetera, which you may not need to be a doctor, a PhD. Um, That may have been a fallacy. It may have been an ego, a vanity that you were going after. That's why the process is meant to eliminate you, right? So people need to understand that. It is, it is. So in nature, right? Not every animal in nature um, gets to mate, breed, pass on his offspring every year. There is a tussle that goes on. Yeah. Right. And it is a show of readiness, preparedness, because while you can use the word animal, what we're really talking about is we're really talking about the future. Yeah. We're talking about life being able to extend itself. Well, when we're working in in whatever endeavor that we're in, we can only do it for a short time. Um, Then what happens with everything that we've done? It has, it becomes legacy. So if it's it's your business, this is your enterprise, what are you doing? You're trying to set up your family. Uh, Or as we say in the native community, we're thinking seven generations down the line. Well, you have to prove that you can put something in place that can stand the test of time, right? Can you lead under pressure? Can you lead women and men? Can you lead communities, right? Um, Can you lead your team? Can you lead your staff? Well, to get to that position of leadership, life is testing you. And what we actually find out is um, it is not the person that has the greatest academic record there are a kaleidoscope of skills and talents that have to come together uh, to create what we call success and leadership. Yeah. Right. It's not just one thing. It's a number of things, but it's how they come together. But they always come together in pressurized moments. Yeah. So we started residency. We're in the room. All of these people coming from different places in the country smart, sharp. You're listening to them. It's like, whoo, some smart people in there. And then as we went, I started hearing smart people complaining. Yeah. Right. And then the complaints got louder. And then one person is gone and another person is gone. And we're like, okay. Then all of a sudden now five people are gone. Okay. What's going on here? Well, we all know what's going on here because we're all stressed out by the demand. Yeah. Because the demand says you have to prove that you are earning your right to lead and join these conversations on the planet at the highest level. Yeah. Right. What have you done? If you quit, 
you don't get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this is what we see in the world. It's like, sure, you can talk about anybody's business. You can complain about their customer service. You can complain about their products. But what you cannot complain about is the effort that it took for them to establish that operation. Yes. In which you are a patron instead of being the owner of an operation. Yes. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, okay, if you want something different, then why don't you become a person that provides that service. Well, oh, no, I don't want to. Well, the minute they go into that excuse now, they know why they're on the sidelines watching. Yes. Yeah. And I think that we need to be beware of the illusion of gifting. So what I mean by that is gifting, um, earned intelligence, gifted intelligence, genius, et cetera. You know, like we talked about in that very short podcast that Genius has actually developed over 10 years, 2.44 hours, by the way, um, to develop mm-hmm. Genius, right? But when you were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, there's smart people in the room, one of the greatest stumbling blocks for successful people is actually past success. It's like yeah. when I started training with you with kettlebells, I was determined to throw out everything I thought I knew, you know, because I had done personal training, um, weightlifting, all of that. But I could not approach a different type of training, although it's, you know, exercise. I, I couldn't approach it as knowing uh, anything because I would miss what, you know, the things that I needed to learn. And so when you look at, like, people have heard me tell the story about you know, I um, did a course, studied, you know, Facebook ads and and all of that. And then I launched my first Facebook ad and it was crickets and it, it was paralyzing. And the paralyzation was in the past successes of being in school and being able to just pick up things with very little effort. Um, and so that actually hindered me. And then I finally was able to work through it. So your level of intelligence, your past successes, uh, all of that, if you're not careful, um, can actually trip you up. And so it's like, you've got to come into new experiences as if you're a novice, you know, to me, the true master is actually always a student. The minute you stop being a student, that's the minute you quit being a master. And so you have to approach things with that, that newness, uh, and understand, okay, I've got these past experiences. What in them can I now take into this new experience that will benefit me while at the same time you're aware that they can also trip you up? Wouldn't you say that's probably a, a good practice, Coach? I'm feeling pretty, you know, Yoda right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was good stuff I, right I, there. I do. That's good. That's what it's <laughs> um, You know, what trips us up? I mean, really, when you think about it, what's, what trips us up? Nobody else really trips us up. Mm-mm. We do, right? And this is what it comes down to, really. It's like, what do you want? We always kind of like make that circle, don't we? Yes. We come back and say, what do you want? What are you willing to do to achieve that? Yeah. Those are the two first questions. If the first two words out of your mouth is yeah but (laughs) then 
we may not have much else to say <laughs> to you. Right? Just collect because the fee life, and send you off. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Because if your life is here, but we have to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and this is what we're saying is like, it, it's always going to be you. It's always going to be up to you no matter what. But here's the thing that I think that is really the biggest challenge for people. They've been conditioned to look outside. I was about to right. say that, Coach. Yeah. Yeah. They've been conditioned to look outside. And when you're conditioned to look outside, you don't know what it is within you that you need to be developing. Yes. Right? Um, and and going inside is important because you have to know what that is. Because if you don't have an answer to that question, you don't have a solution or a plan for your success. You just have something that you're going to do for a while and see how it goes. Yeah. Right? We don't fall into it yeah. <laughs> as, as much as people like to think. It's like, oh, it just fell. No, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't fall into your hands that way, right? You did something for that opportunity to present itself, but it's what you do afterwards that determines whether or not if that opportunity turns into something else. It's like our because last episode, you rise to the level of preparation. Um, yeah, it's no one is an overnight success. That myth has got to be busted. And here's another thing that I want listeners, um, to take away today as well. When you say, and, and coach, he'd get me, uh, every time, uh, when you say I'll try, you need to understand what that phrase is. That phrase is a backup phrase because you don't feel that you're going to succeed and so you want people to think that you're going to put forth effort, but actually you've already made a decision that you're going to fail. And so that phrase, stay away from it. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And that's it. Don't use, I'll try because it is an excuse in case you fail. Would you agree with that coach? Yeah, it's an excuse and it's not, you're not actually going to fail. You're going to quit. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right? I'll try. It's like, no, you're not going to try. You're going to do. Yes. Right? So, um, you know me, I hear that phrase. It's kind of like, well, I'm probably not the one that you need to be working with. And then they're looking at me with eyes all big. It's like, are you quitting me already before I even signed up? It's like, no, ma'am or no, sir. You quit. Yep. I just just met you at your language and just stopped us both from going through something that would give us a headache, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, it's That's kind of like good. it is. I mean, it's like I'll try. I mean, listen to that. Just yeah. listen to, you know, listen to the vibration of it. I'll try. It almost puts you to sleep, doesn't it? And <laughs> and yes. when you and when you become people like us that this is what we do our life is sleeping waking up providing service thinking about ways we can continue to get better at that loving our families going to sleep waking up and doing it again yes so when you're talking to people like that don't be surprised if they're looking at you even though they might have some love it gets cold in your conversation <laughs> 
you feel a breeze and you're wondering why this getting so cold in here it's because you're wasting somebody's time and we're just letting you know you need to go someplace else. the door has been open we're out of there that's the draft you're feeling <laughs> winter has come for you Coach, you gotta go so <laughs> that's so funny you know i had an appointment saturday oh my gosh i'm laughing oh i'm crying um, I call him my little artist. He's not little at all. He's tall. Um, he's uh, wildly successful at his art. But I call him my little artist because I feel like, you know, I'm a, a mama to him to degree. And he uh, he said, uh, I gave him, you know, his assignment for this soft launch to see how he does. And uh, he said, you know, I'll try. And I, I oh, 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 stopped him immediately and explained what that language is and how your sub responds to it. And I said, you know, that phrase can't never could is so true. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so we do, we have to recognize the language internal and external. What are we Mm -hmm. saying? What are we thinking? So I, I'd like to leave people with just a couple of things, some recaps here. The first thing is when you're going into a new endeavor, um, and by the way, this whole everybody gets a, a, a trophy and everybody gets passed and all this crap, it is not helping people. We are creating a society that doesn't know how to exert the effort necessary. And and so be thankful for the difficulties that you're facing and achieving your dreams uh, because that is what is going to set you apart. But when you're going into any new endeavor, and it doesn't matter how much success you've had, sit down and write an inventory of the soft skills you possess. It can be uh, the ability to learn. It can be an extremely high level of confidence, but also humility. That's important, or you're just arrogant. It can be, um, okay, I endured this past difficulty and was able to get through what what things did I draw upon during that time? Like just take that inventory and write it down. And then I want people to also examine the story because both worst case scenario and best case scenario stories can trip you up. It's like don't go in there like Mary Poppins. Don't go in there, you know, and think it's going to be a bed of roses. It's not. So what are some of the potential challenges you might face and be willing to ask people that have done it, what is the best piece of advice you can give me? And what was the most difficult thing you faced? And how did you overcome? Like, don't be scared to receive the stories that are real. That way you can have an accurate assessment and you can decide, okay, do I want to get up at four and five and read all these books and write these papers and deal with mindsets and perceptions that are contrary to my own and deal with maybe professors that I don't agree with the way they do things, but it's in a, re- a requirement to navigate through that. You know, think about all of those things. And then why are you going after what you're going after? Is it a supreme desire? Is it a 10 on your scale? Or is it because you have this illusion and this idea of what it is that's just not accurate? So that's just some piece of of advice I have for people. Uh, Coach, do you have something to add or anything to uh, elaborate on that you think is beneficial for people starting off on those new things? 
Well, I just think what you said is fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm probably just going to add to what you're saying, which is when you said the inventory, uh, sit with that. Yeah. When you sit, write it down, sit with it. And the first thing that you write on the paper, make sure that it's true for you. Yeah. Right. Because what we're really talking about is a level of honesty, deep honesty and connection. Right. It's like you want to do something you haven't done before. There's effort involved. Yeah. Okay. If you sure is what you want, then the effort becomes a part of a beautiful process for you and you can accept it. But if you're not sure about it, don't do it because it'll you will add to your own trauma of quitting things that you say you want. So we're saying, stop. You don't have to go through that pattern again. Just take your time, identify what that is, and then begin from there one step at a time. Coach, do you think it's a good idea as well? I had a thought when you're talking, like one of the things we do in our intensive is we identify the three greatest weaknesses because those are the usually the ones that show up in the process. Do you think that would be a good idea as well? Because if you have those written and you know those are the ones that will trip you up, you can be more alert. Is that an exercise that you would suggest as well? I would suggest that exercise. Absolutely. What are your three greatest weaknesses? Um, and what are you, what have you been doing um, to overcome those? But I'm going to say this. If you are the person that struggles with that, then make sure you give us a call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you give us a call. Because when we're asking you to do that, we're asking you for a level of self-inventory. Yes. Um, if it freaks you out a little bit, give us a call and we'll help you to walk through it in case you're used to, you you trouble with, um, you have troubles with negative self-talk. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is a fantastic, it is a fantastic start because if you know who you are and what you've been doing, now you have the way to undo that. Or as they say, you can correct an, an erroneous stitch in the fabric you're showing. Yeah, right. that's good. And all the information is in the show notes. Um, our intensives go deep in it. You know, it's funny, Coach, when we're, when we're in intensives and, you know, our students are talking, I I always have the three greatest weaknesses in front of me. And it is a 100%. Those are the things that show up. And it's like, Hey, remember your three greatest weaknesses? Well, it showed up here and it showed up here. Oh, that's the process, right? That's that's the work that will ensure your success remains when you put forth the effort on that task. So, um, yeah, look in the show notes if you want to contact us. And, uh, Coach, thanks for making me laugh today. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were on point. 